Yeah, I've been looking into Zoom. <laughs> oh no, don't do Zoom. Have you heard it's been hacked? Well, they fixed that almost immediately. Okay. Um, now you have to cut. Now they could cut and paste, and they can't join without a password. So it's two layers. So it's just because they didn't put a password on it. It's it's okay now. Ah. Yeah. I've been using it for D and D. Yeah, D and D. That stands for dicks Drunken and, and dicks. Oh, um. uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, are you playing it a different way? Yeah, dicks and, and dinosaurs. It's dicks and dikes. It's a whole different thing. Noise. Magic leather. wands are not quite what you expect. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of leather armor. I don't Look know, at that we, lightning we, staff. <laughs> we've watched Tiger King a couple of times now. We might be able to expect it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I can't. Well, I mean, I, I watched it once. That was enough. <laughs> we had to watch it again to make sure we didn't miss something. And you didn't. And we watching it a third time with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not good. That's uh, I remember watching, um, what was the one... Not super bad. Um, not forty year old virgin. The sequel to forty year old virgin with a spinoff. Um, knocked up. Knocked up. And mm. when that baby starts crowning, her oh. mom was like there going, "Oh my!" It was, it was that was one of the most embarrassing things my wife had to suffer through. <laughs> we watched uh, super bad like, oh, with her remember dad. Remember when you looked like that? No, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> we watched super bad with her dad, and that was bad enough because she forgot how vulgar the languages and her dad is you know former mormon so he's still not you don't really swear in front of him yeah it was still kind of ooh. <laughs> yeah um i remember watching i went over to a friend's house and she was like have you seen knocked up and i was like no and she goes this is maybe like the best movie of the decade and i'm like really <laughs> okay your friend and has we no watched taste. it to be fair the 2000s were kind of a slow decade well, I knew we, all the Lord of the I Rings knew we were in for a treat because she lit up a blunt like two minutes in and she's like, this movie's so good, this movie's so good. Oh yeah, you don't smoke. And I'm like, no. And then yeah, at the end of it, she's like, oh my God, it's the best movie, right? And I'm like, I'm glad you enjoy it. You just don't have any taste. Uh-huh. Yeah, Who's you don't the have any brains. <laughs> Everything I learned from movies <laughs> With a one last flat holes, a gratuitous boobies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. Los Angeles, 1997. It's the hottest summer on record. Pollution is choking the city. The gangs control the streets. It has not been a nice day! As bad as things are, they're about to get worse. Much worse. Whoever killed him is gonna pay. I'm gonna finish it. It has almost no weight. But it cuts like steel. Incredible. Whoever did this took out four men armed with machine guns by hand. You don't know what you're dealing with. Other world life forms drawn by heat and conflict. He's on safari. Lions. Tigers. The bears. Oh my. Danny Glover. Gary Busey. 
Busey, Ruben Blades, Maria Conchita Alonso, Bill Paxton. Predator 2. He's in town with a few days to kill this Thanksgiving. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is... Everything I learned from movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Uh, we are celebrating Alien Manhunt May. Woo! With 1990s <gasps> Predator 2. Oh, yeah. Predator Harder. Woo! Uh, but we are not two alone. Two Fred, two turn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we are not alone. <gasps> oh shit, I gotta put pants on. Eh, it's your choice. But we have Craig from Matinee Heroes. Welcome, Craig. <gasps> I am getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so is Danny Glover, because that's all I saw. Every set five seconds was his face just looked like, not exhausted like he'd been running, exhausted like he'd been thinking for a little bit. And he's just tired of every fucking thing that's going on. And this was 30 years ago. I know. This was like three years after Lethal Weapon 1. Yeah. And like, he was making Saw movies, what, two, three years ago? Right? (laughs) Well, he was in Jumanji 2. Oh, shit. uh, Yeah, that's right. I haven't seen it. But yeah, him and uh, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Yeah. Only two people I know in that movie. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Craig, do you remember your first time watching Predator 2? Yeah, I saw this in the theater. Ooh, wait. Yeah, yeah, this is this is right up my alley cuz this is what 1991, 92? Uh 90. Yeah, so I was two I was a, a a sophomore in high school, so this is like, yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. It's got it's got everything you wanted. Predator, which is fucking awesome. It's oh, got it's good. Danny Glover who is kick-ass, and then yeah. you throw in a little Maria Conchita Alonso just to, you know, reawaken the urges within. What else could you ask for? Uh, Robert Davi. I mean, well, yeah, that's woo! gravy. That's extra. You got you got a somewhat sane Busey. Uh, you've got <laughs> Rob, Robert Davi, who's looking as sharp as a friggin' tack as always. You've well, let's see what else you've got in here. A Bill you've Paxton. Got, you've got yeah. a young, a young and kind of annoying Bill Paxton. Not in a, his typical <laughs> way where he's scared. He's overly confident. I'm sorry, you've let got... me quote another Gary Busey movie. Young, dumb, and full of cum. Real blue light <laughs> special. Yeah. <laughs> you got a dapper uh, Ruben Blades. Yeah. I mean, th- this movie has everything. If you can't find yeah. something you don't like, if there's nothing in this movie you like, then there's something wrong with you, not the movie. Indeed. Absolutely. So this is a bad movie. Watching... Wait, what? I do want to say, you know, despite all that, this is a bad movie. Uh. <laughs> I mean... There's stuff in it that's awesome, but it's like having, I don't know, it's like having shepherd's pie. Have you ever had shepherd's pie? It's delicious. Yeah, Yeah, traditional shepherd's pie is, at least as I know it, is mashed potatoes, corn, and a hamburger onion mix, and then it's kind of layered. That would be a cottage pie. A a shepherd's pie, shepherds have sheep, would be lamb. Well, that's fine. I'll take that substitute. But then it's also like that, but if you use green beans instead of corn, and then you sprinkled way too much paprika on the top of your potatoes, and then someone took a shit on it. So it has all the ingredients you want, <laughs> but it's got some extra stuff too. Um, we may need to talk to Heather. I don't think she's doing it right. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Predator too. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Predator 2 has an underlying layer of good shepherd's pie, and then there's, there's a couple extra things that just make it stupid. 
Well, perhaps that's become a, because it comes from director Stephen Hopkins. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Well, he directed Dangerous Game. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, everybody's favorite. Oh, snap. Uh, then this, Judgment Night, Blown Away, three episodes of Tales from the Crypt, uh, <laughs> Ghost in the Darkness. Have you ever heard of that one, babe? Yeah, that's a good hmm, one. I don't know. Is that a movie about kiddies? Yeah. Uh, he also did Lost in Space. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, 12 episodes of 24, The Reaping. Um, and most recently, 24 episodes of House of Lies. So, yeah, quite the range. Uh, and, of course, from writers Jim and John Thomas, who basically wrote Predator, this, Executive Decision, uh, something called Wild Wild West. You ever heard of that one? Wicked Wild, Wicked Wild, oh, Wild. That, <laughs> Wait Wild, a Wild West, Wild Wild West is the first and only bootleg I've ever seen. Oh. oh, that movie! I feel like is perfect to watch as a bootleg. Uh, we uh, this is so this was 1999, I believe. It's either not, late 98 or it is the summer of 99. Some friends right. from out of town came to visit me in New York City, where I was living at the time. It was hotter than fuck. Uh, it was July. We were walking around, and someone was offering DVDs of this. And so my friends like, well, I've got to see what these bootleg things are all about. He paid five bucks. We watched it, and it was awful. Not just How the way it was shot, you? but it was the movie itself was awful with a very racist Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Kenneth Branagh in that is unapologetically evil, and it's kind of great. Thank you for adding color to our festivities. <laughs> yes. I haven't seen you in a coon's age. Jesus Ugh. Christ. Yep, he is like a the most racist Bond villain you've ever seen in a steampunk movie. But, like, you're supposed to hate him, and he's supposed to be awful, and you have to admit he kills it for that. Oh, I like him better than, like, Will Smith. Oh, absolutely. So it's hard to root, except for the racist stuff. I, I like this personality. He had the big, the, the Pierrot uh, mustache, so he's previewing that. 20 years yeah. later, he'd be using it to make real money. Loveless. Um. <laughs> That's his character's name. Loveless. I know. Is, I know. <laughs> Look, look, they they all can't be Jonah Hex, okay? They all can't be... <laughs> they all can't fuck their daughters? Yeah, <laughs> spoilers. Anyway. It's the Donald Trump story. What? Uh... What? No! So, anyway, we, we start in the not-too-distant future of 1997, um, the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Having Now that I live closer to Los Angeles, to see how much of a difference they thought it was going to be, in just seven little years is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like a, was it Demolition Man, where it was like three or four right. years in the future, and, and it's like, oh, LA's on fire, and Simon Phoenix is running it. <laughs> it's kind of like that. He but... doesn't know how to use the seashells. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, uh, we go to a shootout, uh, you know, basically just in the streets of LA. I'm assuming downtown. I don't know all the neighborhoods around there. Uh, but you basically have cops shooting out with uh, Colombian gang, and there's they keep mentioning every five minutes that there's like a huge heat wave going through town. Yeah, Which, it's hot. You can't tell from the massive sweat stains they keep putting on everybody's clothes, especially Danny's. Danny is wearing colored. He's wearing special colors that, when you get wet, get grosser. Yeah, oh, yeah. that, yeah, that yellow mustard and shirt. Brown. Yeah. yeah, that was that he... mustard yellow, and then it turns into this brown. Looks like he shit himself on his chest. So he it was is a... great at looking like okay. hot, though. Okay, Greg, I have to ask, what, what what happened to you? Why why is there shit in your shepherd's pie? Why is there shit on your chest? What 
What is your thing? The, it must be the German coming out of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, I call it as I see it. And he looked like he, that mustard yellow would turn this disgusting brown. And so he's sweating. Everybody's sweating. There's a glisten on everything. It's kind of gross. And then my favorite part of this whole downtown shooting is that there are spectators just standing feet away oh, giving yeah. interviews. Yeah, dodging all, bullets. All, all, all the news vans and everything, they're basically like the, the walls the cops are shooting from behind. And <laughs> yep, and they're giving on-the-street interviews with people who are like dodging bullets as they talk about, yeah, the police suck, and the gangs are getting out of hand, and oh, pew, 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 and it's like, oh, what the hell? It's like some RoboCop-style exposition. It's pretty great. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah. the best reporter on, on scene, Morton Downey Jr. Yeah, Woo! Tony Pope of Hardcore. The best Downey Jr.? Possibly. <laughs> I believe he is Robert Downey Jr.'s brother or uncle. I'm not sure. Like I said, the best Downey Jr.? Yeah, I'm not sure they're related at all. My, yeah, so my, <laughs> my, my guess would be uncle, because then the senior would have to be a Morty, and then it wouldn't be a Robert. Hey, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll Google later. <laughs> could have been a half-brother. So he could have been a Downey Jr. And then they had another one from another one, so I'm going to call him uh, Robert Downey Jr. And so the, you know how these yeah, actors Steve, people the are. the last name is Downey Jr. Oh. Yeah. oh. He's not the second. Oh, okay. His name that explains is why it's Roma Downey Jr. Yeah. Because that's, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, Danny Glover is uh, like Lieutenant Mike Harrigan, and he comes busted in and he's like oh there's cops caught in the crossfire well i better go get him i'm not too old for this shit quite yet <laughs> takes the door off of his i don't know buick i don't know whatever car he drive maybe it was a crown vic i don't know it was a but, shitty uh, pontiac i thought yeah oh, I was say, it wasn't a crown vicky yeah it was his his everyday <laughs> i mean yeah. if it was he was more than willing to get rid of it because he destroys that car instantly he doesn't even like think about it he's like oh it's not as maybe it's his assigned vehicle, but it seemed like it. It looked a lot like his home car. Oh, they, they did mention later that he's had uh, eleven vehicles that he's destroyed. Maybe they were just down to <laughs> now. This is the best one you get, man. Right. <laughs> we're we're not doing insurance on this. It's a three hundred dollar like yeah. scrap metal car, basically. <laughs> the chief's kid doesn't even want to drive it anymore, so yeah. you get it. <laughs> and of course, it's got built in, uh, you know, built in heated seats, and you have if you open the trunk. Not only can you fit more than one body in it, it has a nice little shotgun harness or shotgun holster. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so he drives in there, saves the bicycle cop guys, um, but then the Colombians are backing into the building to, like, uh, I guess, reload and get coked up, which, I mean, do it, right? Uh, <laughs> just in, the most of... in the most stereotypical way, not only does he just get coked up, but you gotta have the powdered donut nose going you just can't you just can't sniff it like a regular person you gotta really stick your face in it that's right Woo! scorpio is ready <laughs> bonsai is ready <laughs> yeah oh god and then there's the scene where like uh danny glover's like sneaking around to like behind the guys during the shootout and he goes hey assholes it's like yeah that's that's how it happens all the time um, <laughs> yeah, that's not murder. <laughs> they had guns. No, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> meanwhile, in the building, there's a, an explosion out one of the windows. And I'm like, what the hell was that? 
I don't know. We need to get up there. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, <laughs> so they go running up there and like, wait, it's behind this door. Nope. Just a bunch of naked chicks with Coke. All right. Oh, why don't you try the next one? Wait, wait. Got- I want door number one. <laughs> yeah. Stop here. I'm done. We're done. <laughs> you guys go ahead. I have some questioning to do. <laughs> I have some thorough interrogation, advanced interrogation tactics that I need to work on these young ladies. So ladies, uh, making a cake in here? What's going on? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, while, while they're distracted by the titties, uh, Scorpio comes jumping oh! up and he's like shooting into the room and every, apparently all the cops are just standing there with guns aimed at him like, what are you doing? And then he turns and takes a couple of them out and I'm like, no, no, you should have shot him before. <laughs> but he goes running off and, uh, of course Danny Glover is like chasing behind him and they go to the rooftop. And he's like standing on, Scorpio standing on the edge with his guns. And Dan Glover's like, hey, hold on. You don't have to do this, man. You don't have to do this. But then Scorpio sees, I don't know, a a shimmer. I don't know if it's the heat wave or something, but he sees sees a ghost and raises his guns. And Dan Glover, off the edge. So here's what I have an issue with right here. So he, he tells the guy, look, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. I don't need to shoot you. Okay. But the five guys down on the ground that he snuck up on, they all get to die immediately. They don't even get this, uh, hey, guys, bam. So uh, I don't know why he was sparing this guy's life. You, you can legally replace Miranda rights with hey, assholes. <laughs> well, that's only when you arrest them. That doesn't mean you can't shoot them. Um, I just don't know why he was trying to capture this guy when you should have just shot him off the edge of the building. Well, because you've only got so much room in the squad cars. Why tr- why waste room in the back of a squad car on low-level bad guys? We can just bring back one head. There you go. That doesn't make <laughs> any <laughs> sense, but okay. Steve, we're too sober to talk about this movie anyway. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You know what? Maybe that'll help. Uh, let me see what I got over here. Ooh. Uh, from Rooster's Brewing Company here in beautiful Ogden, Utah, Ooh. we have... The B Street Blackberry Cream Ale. Ooh. Ooh. 6% alcohol by volume. Uh, creamy, fruity, refreshing. All right. Let me while I pop my top here. Oh, your top. Nice. <laughs> and oh. the pour. Ooh. Make sure we don't Are you actually going to pour it? There we go. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, this is a little... Little purple tint to it. It's kind of a reddish brown color. It's got an kind of a pinky beige, sort of Caucasian flesh tone (laughs) head. Oh, it smells like blackberries. That's not from the brewery where they used to put dead bodies in the, and then they would dissolve and hide them. I mean, that could be where the color comes from. Maybe. Mm. Well, they are delicious. That's delicious. Yeah. Taste. Nice, smooth, creamy ale. Yeah, definitely of, fruity. A little bit of tart, tart kind of twin shirt, like a little mm-hmm. citrus. Yeah. Mm, tastes like a Doug. Mmm, Doug, delicious. <laughs> Brew up a Doug today. Mm. A Doug mug. That's what you mm. get. <laughs> Make it a Duggle. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where were we? Oh yeah, so Scorpio got shot and face planted. Um, they go and investigate the room that he was shooting in, and there's just a bloodbath. Just everybody got apparently chopped up, not even shot up, which is kind of surprising. Um, and then they find the one guy hanging upside down by his ankles. Mm. And they're like, wait, how, 
How, how would anyone get up here? He's got to be like 200 pounds. Even you couldn't do it, Danny Glover. You're far <laughs> too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, muscle man Danny Glover. Exactly. Uh, I mean, he didn't look much bigger than Reuben Blades, and Reuben Blades was a little guy. I don't know why he thought. Maybe he was just saying it ironically. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe it was just, it, it was in the script back when it was supposed to be like Arnie again or something. Like, even you couldn't do it. Like, I don't know. Give me some rope. <laughs> Put it to the test. Oh, shit. What if Carl Weathers was... Oh, oh wait. He died in the first one. Damn it. Could be his brother, though, getting revenge. Yeah. I was going to say, that would be impressive because he only has one arm after Predator 1. But it's one super strong arm. That's why he yeah, wins I know. all the arm wrestling yeah, championships. Just yep. like Lady in the Water. He's got one huge arm. <laughs> like the end of Popeye? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh... Oh, this is where we meet, uh, I don't know, Captain Robert Davi. He's basically like, Harrigan, I told you not to go in there. We had to wait for the feds. And he's like, fuck the feds. And then we meet federal agent Gary Busey. Uh, his name is Keys in this movie. We'll go with that. Uh, but yeah, it's Gary Busey and all of his Busey glory. Don't forget wait. the little tag-along mini-me's Adam Baldwin. Yeah, good old Firefly. Yeah, the man they call Jane. He looks like a... <laughs> He, he looks punchable back then. Oh, uh, I'm not a big Adam Baldwin fan. I'm not a Firefly fan, so mm. I know everybody hates me now. Both are both are absolutely crazy. Didn't you guys even watch Chuck? I did. No? Didn't I? Oh, did okay. I didn't like him. Um, <laughs> I liked uh, what was her name? Miranda. Oh no, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Miranda was Miranda was the name her name in uh, Mass Effect. Chuck's Yvonne, girlfriend. Yvonne Stravowski or whatever. Yeah, she played one of the main characters in Mass Effect when it came out. And then uh, then Levi, he's a pretty nice guy. Yeah. Cat but, agrees. See, the it, cat agrees. Poe agrees with you. <laughs> Good girl, Poe. Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zachary Levi, that's his name. I couldn't remember his first name. I just remember his last name was Levi. Zachary Levi's a pretty nice guy. He was pretty good in that. Adam yeah. Baldwin, piece of shit. Oh, boy. Coming next week, our interview with Adam Baldwin. Find Come out, at me, bro. A, find out, is he a Baldwin brother? <gasps> He's not. <laughs> is he the forgotten Baldwin? <laughs> no, there's a couple forgotten ones. <laughs> Name more than two Baldwins. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll give you Alec. <laughs> Alec, Steve, Billy. Uh, one starts with a D. David? Nope. Donnie? <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of Wahlbergs. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think of Wahlbergs now. Damn it. <laughs> So, yeah, I gave you Alec, Mikey and then there back. was two, two others, and then, yeah, you, you, there's plenty of Baldwins that we've forgotten. Yeah, who's the one that keeps popping up in all those sci-fi channel movies we keep watching on Amazon Prime? Oh, I don't know. We just keep going, hey, it's got a Baldwin in it. It must hey, be good. Hey, it's that Baldwin. <laughs> you know, Aaron? All right. Uh, so, <laughs> so Harrigan goes back to the police department. It's just mad packed with people. There's a line out front. Everybody's going nuts. Uh and Bill Paxton's just golfing and flirting with Maria Conchita Alonso, <laughs> as as one does, I guess. Um, he talks to his captain or whatever, basically says, hey, the feds are in control. By the way, here's Keys again. Maybe you didn't meet him earlier. He's with the DEA. You guys get along. All right, cool. Then... We start hearing about King Willie's Jamaican voodoo posse. Well, you missed, you missed the whole part where um, Maria puts the snake clamp on, Bill, oh. on, on yeah. Billy Paxton. Yeah, um, that's right. yeah, yeah, Jerry. Uh, Bill Paxton's character's name is Jerry. He's, yeah, he's like, what were they calling him? The Lone Ranger or whatever? Yep. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the new guy, the Lone 
Ranger. Yeah, he's like joining the group and he's like flirting with Maria and yeah, it gives him a nice little uh nice little super grip. Yeah. And she does that within like the first two minutes of meeting him. So you know, she got to know Bill Paxton real well, real quick with what I call the snake clamp. Yeah. Very very intimate relationship there. <laughs> And so, yeah, basically, uh, Jerry and Harrigan have a little talk. We're like, hey, welcome to the team. Uh, we do everything as a team. Otherwise, we end up dead. Cool. All right. Bye. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not really a necessary scene. But then we go to one of the best scenes in the whole movie. It starts with fucking in a high rise. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, may, may, this scene in particular may uh, may come up as a fun fact later on. But uh, yeah, basically we go to a high rise where, I don't know, some drug kingpin guy is just making love to somebody. I don't know. She is having, yeah. she is on some kind of meth or something because she is just beating the having piss out of him. a great time. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> but, then, uh, but then their coitus is interrupted as uh, they kick down the door and there's like, <gasps> Five Jamaican dudes saying, Boom, my God, get on the ground! New Orleans! Uh, That's right. And then uh, we cut uh, a couple minutes later when they have the guy hanging by his ankles. And, you know, (laughs) what, what, what are you doing? Is he like drawing like pictures with blood on his chest and stuff? Like, I got to take your soul. Fucking voodoo magic, man! (laughs) Yeah, he's basically doing a blood ritual. So it's just that. I just kept on worrying that, uh, you know, he keeps on flicking the blood and getting real close to the guy who's going to poke his eye out with that guy's dick. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm still really excited. She's just kind of over there, kind of scared in the corner. It's it's kind of my thing. They ripped her off of him and went to town. She's, uh... Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. They, they I didn't even know bar- that extra. They just barely cut from it, but... That, That was a deleted scene. No, they cut from, like... When they storm in and they're both like, what, what? The One of the guys grabs her by the hair, pull, flips her over, and oh. then they cut away. Oh, man. I okay. didn't see that. No. I guess it's the vagina in the room. I'm the one who noticed. I guess. Jeez. Yeah, I wasn't looking at the naked lady. I was trying to get into the story. Oh, That's I was right. looking at the naked lady. I was looking for titties. <laughs> I was trying to read the subtitles because I don't know what they were. Well, I do know she had some massive fake titties. I do agree. Yes, I, well, was, I did see those. Well, this is L.A. Yeah, I mean, they're perfectly... Like circular, round mm-hmm. cantaloupes. They're not. There's no almost like cereal bowls, just glued right on there. <laughs> I know because it was like it was so. Oh, it was it was like you could see the serial number of the silicon bags that they had put in there. Oh, you're one of Doctor Granger's. Nice. <laughs> he does good work. But uh, yeah, so they got the guy hanging up, and uh, guy says shit happens, stabs him in the the gut, and just. Basically hauls him out, but then there's a noise. Oh shit! Shoot this motherfucker! There's a whole big shootout, and guys getting speared, and oh the 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 net, the ultimate evil style. Eventually, yeah. Fi- or it fi- just keeps him trapped there until he can be fleeing. That's right. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of fleeing in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of a lot of killing and stuff. And then we cut to uh, Harrigan getting the call. Oh yeah, shit! One of these drug lord guys. They, you know, there there was a massacre. You got to get over there, and they walk in, and it is like something out of Event Horizon. Everybody's fleeing and hung upside down, but there's one survivor. <gasps> Who could it be? 
who's the only one a predator wouldn't touch. You wouldn't touch them titties. Not them titties. Well, she was unarmed. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because he does. Even, as we learn later on, when he sees that little boy with a plastic gun, he can discern between plastic and real, and he knew that she was plastic. Absolutely. Damn. She was no threat. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, she might give him a, a venereal disease, but other than that, she was of no threat. <laughs> I don't know. Can predators get human venereal diseases? Space AIDS? Well, I mean, they've got their own battle to fight. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you guys have seen Ice Pirates. Oh, yeah, Space Herpes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> God, the ending of that movie is so fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically, then Keys arrives. And he's like, hey, what are you guys doing here? This is a federal case. Get out of here. Oh, shit, that Tony Pope guy's in here for some reason, too. Have you get up here. I don't know, shoot him or something. Or get him out of here, whatever. Um, but, yeah, basically, Harrigan uh, tells his buddy Danny, like, hey, uh, wait till it calms down a bit, then uh, sneak up there and see if you can find find some more information for us. Danny does sneak up there an hour or two later. Um, but he ends up getting fleeing. But he does find a little, uh, a little device, a little... God, I don't even know what to call this. Like a like, like a C clamp you can fire. It's <laughs> it was like a like a spear tip, sort of. Yeah, it was like a very sharp tuning fork. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there we go. The tuning fork of death. Uh, me- meanwhile, Harrigan and the rest of the team. Oh, hold on. Oh boy. Uh, what happened now? My my cat my pictures. wife's to- totally not on Facebook looking at back cat pictures. So <laughs> don't want that to be a thing. Um, <laughs> but uh harrigan and the team they're uh already about three drinks in but they get the call like oh shit we need to get in there and see danny but uh unfortunately as, as mentioned danny gets fleened by the predator off screen and uh yeah shit what happens from here oh yeah we get some talking computer exposition about uh harrigan's past and this is where we find out like Oh, yeah, he's wrecked, like, 11 vehicles and, uh, I don't know, over, like, a million dollars in destruction of property or something like that. Yeah, but he's got, like, five medals of valor, and he's, like, this amazing cop who is just a financial burden on the department. He's a loose cannon, but he gets results. Yeah. (laughs) Just like Lethal Weapon. (laughs) Exactly. He is the Mel Gibson character in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically Harrigan, you know, killed one of his team now. Now he wants to find Danny's killer and put him down. And uh, he basically puts the word out that he wants to talk to King Willie, who's the head of the Jamaican Voodoo Posse. Woo! Which, again, my my new favorite name for a band. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> when, does, when does that rap album drop? Right? <laughs> King Willie and the Jamaican Voodoo Posse. <laughs> fucking Voodoo Magic Man. <laughs> But uh, but eventually King Willie's people, eh, they're fighting. So it's cute. What, what's going on? <laughs> Why am I yeah. here? If, my am I, yeah, am my, I my wife is completely focused on this podcast on? at all times. <laughs> well, in case they started yowling, I wanted you to see what was going on. The kittens were just trying to rip each other's throats out. That's all. Not good enough, are, ladies. Keep at it. Are they are they actual cats in your house, or are they on? A, no, the... yes, our, yes, our real cats. Okay, Cat I thought you were up. watching Facebook again. 
No, and... Cameron and Poe. No, our cats were on the couch next to us, and they started to get into a wrestling fight. So in case they started making noises, I wanted to point it out to Steve, and he had to stop the whole damn podcast because of it. <laughs> How long have you guys been married? <laughs> Three years? Three it feels years? like ten. <laughs> you guys don't have a secret language yet? Because, I mean, my wife and I have been married for 20. I would have been able to subtly tell her that the cats are fighting, and so be aware. Normally, I just point, he looks, gives me a nod, and we keep going. For some reason, he <laughs> wanted to stop the whole podcast this time. <laughs> so, just so you know, nodding does not mean comprehension. Well, uh, I mean, that's his mistake then. <laughs> I'm not taking the responsibility for this one. Oh, she's I trumping you. I did what I always you. do. I went... <laughs> did, did you hear that, Craig? I, I did. It sounded like a chipmunk had given you a you know signal. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was anyway, anyway. <laughs> All right. back to Predator 2. Yeah, Steve, we're, we're, stay we're... on topic. <laughs> uh, I'll try, my love. Uh, so, so, yeah, King Willie has his people pick up Paragon because he wants to meet. Uh, and, of course, he wants them to be nice and thoroughly hotboxed in that Cadillac for oh, a good hour. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, I mean, you know that's why he sent Jerry away. It oh, wasn't yeah. because It wasn't because of anything besides, look... I got to get my ganja going, and this white dude's crimping my style. I'm going to hotbox it with these guys, and then, you know, six hours later, that car pulls up in the middle of the night to yeah, exactly. Big Willie style. <laughs> yeah, say it was like noon or something, because it was like the next morning when they found out about Danny, and then it's like, oh, it's nighttime in an alley now. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long drive. It must have got stuck in that L.A. traffic I keep hearing about. <laughs> and so, and then go ahead and talk about this meeting. And when you're done, I, I'll talk about the, what I don't like about it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Harrigan talks to King Willie, who's just standing there and talking about, uh, I don't know who killed him, but I do know what killed him. He's from this spirit world, man. You can't stop him. And uh, that is not a racist accent at all. Not at no. all. <laughs> That is Calvin Lockhart playing the role of King Willie. Who's he? Uh, he was on a previous episode. He played Reggie in Wild at Heart. Didn't last long in that movie, but uh, yeah. That's just my pet snake, Reggie. <laughs> Raise a Lost Ark. Thank you very much. Well, well there you go. <laughs> never, never heard of it. Is it good? It's all right. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but Harrigan leaves. But then Predator drops down to talk to King Willie himself. <laughs> and this is uh, where I have to jump in because I don't understand why the Predator is now stalking these guys that don't really... He didn't have a weapon. He just had a... I mean, it just seems odd that he's going after drug dealers that are just kind of overly dressed. Uh, I'm sorry. He wasn't armed? The guy that pulled a sword out of his snake cane wasn't armed? Right. Well, I mean, the damn predator doesn't know that. How does he know that? I no, mean, he does have it, because he's got all the, he can scan with all his eyeballs. I know, but how do you stuff. know that's just not a metal-reinforced cane? That's why he is, slowly approached. If he, if he just, like, crumpled to the ground as a cripple with a cane, then the predator would have walked off, but he had to check it out. He's going after the alphas in the group. Uh, yeah, but it He finds like the he's most going after aggressive the... pack, and then he goes for the alpha. Yes, but this is all prestige, because that these the, the, the alphas in these, with the exception of the crazy guy on coke at the beginning, really aren't doing much. 
This guy was could have been. They're easily defeated. It's almost uh, like he's just killing. Uh, you know, he's picking off Robins off a, a fence with a BB gun. No, it, it it actually is a lot. It has to do with Robins. Now check it out. What I think it is is Predator is kind of the Joker to Harrigan's Batman. He's trying to make him. Kind of framing him for killing the Scorpio gang and King Willie and his crew. <laughs> and so then he's no longer a detective. And so he no longer has to uphold the law. And then he really gets to go against the ultimate prey that is a 75-year-old Danny Glover. <laughs> yes. Let's see if I can get a almost diabetic. Maybe he's got some, some issues with a limp. Danny Glover, <laughs> who spends most of his time with high blood pressure and yelling... And not very good. I mean, he's got fear of heights. Uh, he overly sweats. I'm sure he's got going to pass out any moment. So it just seems odd that the Predator picked this guy just because he saw him drive a car through a bunch of people. Go to a local farmer's market. You'll see a bunch of 89-year-old people drive through farmer's markets like that <laughs> all the time. So I don't know why he picked Danny Glover. It's just I just don't understand the concept. That's why it's just a stupid movie. I don't understand why the Predator picked Danny Glover besides the fact that he saw him drive through. True, true. But King Willie meets his demise... And then you get to see the Predator shuck it, the, his skull and clean it up and give a nice little tease to the trophy room that he puts the skull in. Yeah. That's why you have King Willie in this movie. Well, I will say that the, this Predator 2 is not the best of the Predator movies, but it builds the most background and the most myth in this movie. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. What was that? <laughs> Uh, was a cat being a cat going headfirst into her box. <laughs> uh, this cat has got is he a starring member? He should be a, a co-host. She, she kind is. Of, she kind of is. <laughs> you remember uh, back in the days when we had our good old caster Troy interrupting the podcast every four minutes. Poe has decided to take up his uh, vigilance. He's She's taking up the mantle. Torch. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. So then we go to a cemetery. Uh, where Harrigan's uh, checking out Danny's uh, Danny's grave and, you know, I don't know, paying his respects or whatever. Oh, um, Danny boy. And then we get a shit kid uh, who's like his family running around with a plastic gun. Predator, yeah, checks that out, make sure it's not a real gun. Um, but, of course, the kid says, want some candy? And, I don't know, whenever the Predator talks, I'm just like, why... Why, why, why would he say that? That That's the equivalent of saying, hey, assholes, before you kill something, right? Well, here's, <laughs> yes, and here's where, now, Peter Cullen, supremely talented voiceover actor, he's Optimus Prime, among other things, you might remember uh, him, was okay. the voice of the first Predator. I don't know what happened to him, he's not the voice of this Predator. Is it Vin Diesel? No, I don't think Vin Diesel is around at this point. <laughs> hey, uh, he was like 12. <laughs> you know, it's some rando that I don't know. But why is he talking to this kid? And then why is he placing necklaces as bait for Danny Glover? Uh, again, th th this is the equivalent of leaving Robin's battered and broken suit uh, on uh, Justice League. or Was that the one it was on? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. I think that's why we don't need to go. Yeah. Teen Times Go. Yeah. That was actually a good movie. I like the little cartoon one. Oh yeah, because Nicolas Cage was in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, as Superman, Teen Titans Go to the movies. Yeah, that was that was a fun movie, and the show was fun too. Yeah. 
All right, so then, oh, here we go. We go to the Metro Train to Long Beach, a.k.a. it's Bart. It's the fucking Bart train. It's, yeah, it even says Bart on the back of it. <laughs> no, I think they put like MTA or something. On... No, 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 like when it goes down the tunnel, it still has the Bart logo oh, on yeah, the back on of the, the train. On the backpack, yeah, on the sides yeah. it had the MTA. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and I've taken I've taken the train from Los Angeles to um, Long Beach. Oh, really? And it's mostly above ground. So this was a this was I be, if I remember this correctly, if I know my LA lore correctly, this is right before. They actually had a subway in L.A. We all remember that the subway in L.A. rears its ugly head in speed when it hasn't been finished yet, right? Yeah. So this is a projection. They knew they were just starting construction. They knew they were going to start a subway. So that's why seven years later they incorporated the subway into the plot. There you go. So but, do you all know who, which famous figurehead was one of the driving forces behind getting what got done on the L.A. subway? Who's that? Jack George Nicholson. Takei. Oh my. George Takei. Oh my. Yeah, when he left Star Trek, he was like the head of Los Angeles transportation for like seven years, and he was asked to step down because uh, other officials were afraid he was too influential. Sounds about oh. right. Okay. That's that's a new one on me. Good uh, good jo- good George. Good for you, George. Fun fact, super fun fact, because it's fun fun fact. <laughs> there you go so yeah so on the metro to long beach uh we basically just have you know standard bart shit going down where uh, people are being harassed and uh everybody's got guns and stabbing weapons and all that just causing a big kerfuffle uh but also down there are uh jerry and uh leona is that maria conchita alonso like leona like leona helmsley i kept thinking (laughs) i never got her name because i was just too busy going is that maria conchita alonso or is that the other one Go MCA. <laughs> yeah, the, but they're down there, and uh, for some reason, Predator just drops in on top of a moving subway car. Don't ask too many questions how that happened. Because everybody's got a gun. I, I, yeah. yeah. I thought this was the Dallas, Texas Metropolitan Subway versus the L.A., because everyone had guns. Even that old lady, which had that really shaky hand, had the gun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I like how they, just to make sure you know it's in the future, they put a little new kind of weird extension on the guns, so all the guns <laughs> look a little weird. Yeah, yeah, gotta make them funky. But they don't look any different now, what, 30 years later? Well, you know, a Winchester was a Winchester for like 45 years before they changed anything on it. Oh, yeah. like 100 years. Yeah, maybe more, yeah, see? You're talking generations. <laughs> Why mess with perfection? <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, the Predator drops in and uh, basically we get a nice little uh, strobe light slaughter <laughs> where it's kind of going through, everybody's screaming and getting tossed around and shot or chopped in half and all kinds of shit going. Um, and of course, uh, Maria Conchita Alonso is like, oh, everybody go to the other car. Come this way. Come this way. <laughs> and and Jer- that's not a racist accent at all either. What, what accent? <laughs> uh, wow. Craig, Craig, I don't know if you know this. I, I just dropped in the clip. <laughs> oh is that it oh good i didn't know you did that I, th- I knew you dropped in the trailer i didn't know you dropped in the clips because that sounded remarkably like a uh, maria conchita alonso if she was a six twelve guy six foot eight <laughs> well six twelve would make you seven but that's okay yeah. that's right maths uh, it's hard <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, basically, long story short, Maria g- gets late. away with some of the people, but uh, Jerry's like, you know, trying to hold them back, unloads, I don't know, three or four clips into <laughs> the Predator, but okay, so I, I, I have to ask, the Predator... Does it just have to be a shotgun shell to penetrate his skin or something? Because he obviously yeah. gets shot, like, a lot, but he never has the green blood. Does it have to be a shotgun or in, like, the first movie, like, a rotary cannon or something? Maybe. I, you know, I don't really... I never checked the caliber of the of the things. Because I know they put the, the bright green stuff in because it was right around those times when glow sticks were invented in the early 80s yeah. and so they're like this will be cool it had no reason for it and so then they just kind of kept that going but i'm trying to remember when he does get shot and bleeds and when he doesn't and i think you're right i think it has to be a pretty high caliber bullet yeah yeah i don't think he bleeds or anything until uh later when harrigan like blasts him with a shotgun at like five feet away right yeah, yeah. i guess maybe that's maybe that's the way it is i don't know the physiology of the predator hmm. huh, okay just a thought <laughs> and i and i do know that from later predators uh, they start to morph and they start to mutate, don't they? Oh, they, well, when we get the uh, aliens and the predators crossbreeding. <laughs> yeah, because both of them, when you look at our alien, you go, you know what? I tap that. And then when you see a predator, you go, oh, yeah, I'm down. I'm DTF. And then them together, it's just the sexual tension is just so, so yeah. thick that they have to have hybrids. Oh, yeah. Just dripping with sexual charisma. Yeah, yeah. Well, one looks like a penis true. and one has the mouth of a vagina. Of course they're going to fuck each other. Boom. Yeah. Right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Jerry gets killed. <laughs> but, but then uh, then the bar cart, I'm sorry, the metro line finally stops after what seems like five minutes of shooting and death and I, I i don't know i guess that's make the entire loop around la before it stops but then yeah everybody you know runs out runs out the emergency exit except for leona she has to go see if jerry's okay and she sees a whole lot of dead honkies in there oh and, yeah. <laughs> and she's just like oh shit jerry no but then standing i don't know three feet to the side of her is the predator who grabs her by the neck and lifts her up and then you see his uh, infrared vision, and there's a baby in there. Bum, um, baby. Bum, bum. There's a una baby. She got a baby. So, quick question. Who's the father? Obviously, oh. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, no, who no, she met no, yesterday. No. Yes. No, 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 no. Ruben Blades has got to be Danny's got to be the, ba- oh, the baby. Oh, yeah, Danny. Mm. Now, I, I just say that because they seemed really close. They see even when, you know when they were bantering back and forth after she yanked Bill Paxson's chain, yeah. first person was laughing about it and giggling was just yanking it. <laughs> yeah. Danny's like, yeah, I know what that feels like. <laughs> yeah. oh, it was Danny boy. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, so Danny does get to live on somehow. That's, that's reassuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we know that the predator is a true conservative because he is pro-life. Oh, absolutely. Well, but you know, he loves guns. Well, that, that's just it. it. It's like when you shoot deer, you shoot the ones with the horns, the bucks. Yeah. And you keep the does around so they can, you know, make future targets. Yeah, that's the thing. Predators <laughs> aren't like soulless killing machines. They're basically guys on safari. They're out here collecting trophies. They only want good trophies. They're they're not just here to kill them. See, Poe agrees. So they're like yeah. Eric and Donnie Jr. on safari in Africa. 
Exactly. exactly. You, you want the big male. You want the alpha. You want a story behind that head on your wall. That's right. Hey, Poe, do you have a story about a head on a wall? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, so we cut to, you know, a couple minutes later, Harrigan gets to, like, where the Bart thing stopped. Um, Maria Conchita Alonso is being taken off. He hears some noises down the tunnel and starts walking down there. Just in time to see Jerry get a, the whole fucking spinal column ripped out of his yeah. corpse. And, and the predator run off. <laughs> and he's like, what, Jerry? No! <laughs> Getting fleened. Yep, so he, uh, he follows the predator and uh, I guess along the way... Oh, that's right. They like run across the tops of the trucks or whatever, and uh, Pope's there talking shit, and so he gives him a nice fucking right hook, knocks <laughs> yeah. him the fuck out. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then he hops in his uh, whatever beater car he has now. I... Wait, is it the car that doesn't have the uh, the driver's side door? I honestly or, don't or, know. or like a new no, one. The, that's just no, the beater car was abandoned early. It doesn't have a driver's side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, his new car, I guess that they gave him, car number twelve, and uh, <laughs> he just starts driving through the alleys, like like looking up, trying to like follow the predator, and he like drives through the fences, uh, which luckily weren't reinforced by anything other than gravity. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but then uh, keys people kind of sideswipe him. Because they're, they're heading into the slaughterhouse district. We find out where they're, you know, they, they've basically been kind of tracking the, the predator too. And then, okay, if there is a flaw in this movie. Yep. <laughs> if. I say, I say if. If. The one scene, even as a kid when I watched this, <laughs> I was kind of concerned about this one. I mean, you get the cool little scene where, you know, the predator's running around with Jerry's, you know, head and spinal column dangling or whatever. But he stands on like a top of like the Eastern Tower, raises up, gives a little, and then gets like struck by lightning. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, does he have the quickening or something? Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> it was just a coincidence. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> One point twenty one gigawatts. Just powering up his lasers and shit. And then after that, he <laughs> smells like crawfish boil. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Uh, but one last thing before we move off from Bill Paxton, yeah, who because yeah. he's since he is holding his spine in his head, as you just said, uh, Bill Paxton, the only man to be killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a predator. Yeah. True, except Lance Henriksen has also done that now. He has it, not been killed by an alien. Uh, well, he was a robot that was killed by an alien. No, the robot did not die. He was mauled by one. He was attacked. He was mauled. Yes, he was. He was mauled by one because he's, oh, he's that's the reason right. the girl. Like that. That's right. Yeah, he's the reason the girl lived. That's remember right. His, uh, remember half his point. body was holding onto her. Yeah, he was coughing up the android milk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the blue milk from Star Wars. Yes. That's right. He is. Uh, I was just trying to remember. Yeah, that's right. He is in the shuttle at the end. I, I just figured he got like ripped in half and left there on the uh, airlock. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert for a thirty-five-year-old badass movie you should have seen a thousand times. Um, <laughs> yeah no if it wasn't for him that little girl would have floated out into space so yeah <laughs> and he's a half a man than any of these other people were and he still saved that little girl newt right. is here because of lance henriksen so there well well i don't mean to spoil the opening seconds of alien 3 but uh <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> apparently nobody wanted to come back for that movie oh no <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so yeah, so we get, uh, Harrigan, he's been taken in by Keyes' people. And Keyes is basically like, hey, come on over here. I want to show you something. It's this, uh, badass first movie we did with, uh, Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Bill Duke. I mean, yeah, you, you probably check it out. Uh, he basically gives a recap where it's like, oh yeah, this guy went around, hunted, and then at the end, he set off a thermonuclear, I, I don't know, device that basically, a self-destruct sequence. Uh, they just come down for a safari. Lions. Tigers, bears, oh my. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> oh god, George Takei is uh, Agent Keys. Yeah! Awesome. Uh, so yeah, Keys gives him the lowdown, and he's like, yeah, we've tracked him here to this uh, this warehouse, uh, the, you know, or the slaughterhouse or whatever, and uh, we... Because he's we, not a vegetarian. That's right. And uh, basically, we this radioactive dust everywhere and ultraviolet light, so we can see we can see him because he has a cloaking device. But then he can't see us because we've been I don't know pumping liquid nitrogen or something in there. Yeah, and... that's why they have the nitrogen guns that, yeah. that shoot basically shoot fire extinguisher gas at him. Yeah. Uh, so they send a team in to get him when he comes back with uh, Jerry Skull, but uh, but apparently the predator hears like one of them like walking up the steps or like little creaks and stuff. He's like, wait, I don't see anything. Oop, gotta change my vision four or five times until I see <gasps> the lights. Oh shit! Yeah, they're, they're like tracking his movements or whatever. They see that he's like taking a more strategic position. Like, oh shit, oh shit, he sees him. And the Harrigan's like, you know, forcing his way out of there to go save him. Uh, but the predator just drops right in the middle of him and just starts massacring him. Blah, blah, blah. That's a very accurate depiction you just did orally. I know, right? You, <laughs> especially you especially are the when Michael, you pulled out the lightsaber. Yeah, you are the Michael Winston. Oh, Michael Winslow. Sorry, you're the Michael Winslow. Yeah, maybe, maybe Michael Winston. It could be both. I'm trying to remember who Winston is. I think yeah, Winston. I, I was trying to remember. Like, I know it's a name somewhere. What is it? Though? Yeah. Winston is from uh, Ghostbusters. That's, That's right. Zedmore, though. Yeah. I, I was getting Winston and uh, Winslow confused because they're they're the, they're they're the same guys. Isn't totally. Winston the black one? Yeah. Yep. yep. Hightower. No. No, that's a Ghostbusters. Yes, yes, it's Winston. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I got my Michael Winstons and my Ms. Winslows. All right, go ahead. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Predator's pulling out all the weapons. He's got his little shoulder blaster cannon thing. But yeah, Harrigan kind of... I, I, I don't know exactly how Harrigan got into the warehouse, but whatever it was, was a giant fucking explosion. <laughs> and then he comes walking in behind like, Hey, I'm over here, you son of a bitch! Ah! Woo! <laughs> um, yeah. But then... And the, uh, the, oh my gosh, the fire extinguishers are going off and stuff and dropping water down. So the Predator's cloaking device isn't working. And it so. It seems like it's not very, it's not very waterproof because it doesn't take much for it to short out. No, no, yeah. Just, just, just a little bit. You just walk around with like a little, uh, you know, Mist. those little, uh, spray things for cats or whatever. You can find a Predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it seemed like that was a situation in, in the first movie. It also shorted out on him, except at the beginning oh, yeah, of this when movie, he didn't. When he went to go kill the uh, to King Willie, he hit the ground and made this big, huge splash, and he couldn't see him. I well, don't he understand. started shorting out when he was walking yeah, towards yeah, King yeah, Willie. Yeah, yeah, when he was standing in the puddle, you could see like in the reflection of the other puddle that it was kind of wearing off. 
Yeah, because yeah. I don't know why they would come to a planet, once again, stupid, come to a planet that's 75% water in something that's not waterproof. Well, and then as we learn in Predators, their home planet's pretty tropical and lush. Yeah. See, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. Look, I can't understand why this stupid movie about aliens doesn't make sense. Can't we just admire the cloaking technology? (laughs) So they do mention in this that they can bend light. So I'm guessing something about, because water also bends light, it sort of undoes it. Well, I think it just causes a short or whatever. Yeah, it's that's electronic. It sparks, but... It's just shitty electronics, that's all. It's guys, just guys, 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 let's just admire the MP3 player, not the fact that you can't swim with it. <laughs> well, these space crabs <laughs> coming down here, they need to be, you know, got to talk, they got to have the right gear. They're all about being these warriors, and they're not even, they're not even rigged right. They're not even ready to go. True, true, true. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure they'll get back to the hunting party and share that information. They'll be ready to come back in Predator 3. Oh, well, we'll talk about the hunting party at the end, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Harrigan's, uh, you know, trying to find the alien, but he's uh, hiding in a giant meat, like the cows just hanging, uh, again, by their ankles. Um, yeah, meat locker. And then Harrigan takes a rocket to the chest. Oh, no! <laughs> like the rock in Fast Five. Woo! <laughs> And he doesn't even flinch. Yeah, well, well, we saw when he was like gearing up to go get him or whatever. He, I, I don't know, just has a random metal plate he has for a bulletproof vest, but it's like three inch steel. I mean, never can't be too prepared. True, true, true. Uh, and yeah, came, came in handy. Um, and then, but he pulls out the shotgun and starts blasting the predator when he gets close, and it's like finally he's bleeding. Little uh, reanimator juice coming out of his skin. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, shoots him like five or six times, and the Predator's just lying there, knocked out. And then he d- does what you do in every slasher movie. Takes off the mask. <sighs> one ugly mother... <laughs> Grabbed by the Predator. Fucker. Fucker. <laughs> Again, if there's a flaw in this movie. You don't like that the Predators can talk? <laughs> Well, it's it's like, like, is this Pikachu saying I love you at the end of the movie for you? Kinda, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but well, they, like, they don't talk. They just replay their mimics. They're like, it's like a parrot. Yeah, well, it's like if I kill a deer and then walk up and then go, I don't know, whatever deer sound like. No, it would be more like if the deer looked up at you and was like, PBR! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> to the woods! Yeah. PBR! I assume they're related to goats and sheep. I just don't you guys live live near deer? Don't you live in the woods? Don't you have never heard one? The only sounds they make are crunch noises when cars hit them. Come on, Craig, you know (laughs) this. Occasional thump. (laughs) They make horrible honking noises. Like, oh. They're like, it's it's just like elk do. No, elk make the squeaky noises. They go, elk make the most annoying little tiny high pitched squeak. We heard them the, uh, like this winter. Okay. Well, now I gotta find it online here. Oh, the, 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 like the little, like almost like goose honks, like <laughs> something like that. I mean, anyway, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay, that's squeaky. <laughs> oh, teach the boy. That's the only sounds I know a deer make. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> Mommy. La, 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 Hold on, la, la, la. I got it. Come on. It sounds like background noise. What yeah, that f- sounds quite a bit like oh, what I was, was saying. And, and that was a deer. 
Yeah. I was right. Thank you. <laughs> well, you are the animal expert. <laughs> Is that a deer? That's a peacock. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're learning uh, so many wild animal noises today. I'm so excited. It's like educational and entertainment. How's the chipmunk sound? Is that a chipmunk or a dolphin? <laughs> it can be both. That's a, okay. That's a dolphin. <laughs> there you go. There's the chipmunk. All right, so uh, so yeah, Harrigan's uh, getting his ass whooped by the Predator and just about to get shanked, but then Keys comes back from the dead and Whoa! says, ah, get out of here, starts blasting him with the nit- nitrous or whatever, the yeah. fire extinguisher Yeah, it's stuff. the Fast and the Furious nitrous. Yeah, it's, nitro it's boost. That, yeah, it's that Cuban nitrous that we learn about later when I was on exactly. Fast and Furious. Fucking Cuban nitrous. Yeah, but uh, yeah, blast him a couple times, but then the predator like disappears in the mist, and so Keys is like, "Shit, run, get the fuck out of here!" And then we see possibly the coolest weapon in the predator's <gasps> repertoire: the boomerang discus thingamajig. Woo! Uh, I don't know what else you would Isn't call that it. The it's a circular or saw. From... Yeah, it's like from Krull. It's like from it's from that Krull movie, the yeah. glaive. The glaive, glaven, Obviously, it's his fleening tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah true. We use for fleening, I'm sure. But yeah, he like programs it or whatever. Like a batarang tosses it, and it goes through like eight head of cow. And then you just see Keys' legs, and it goes through that too. And then just the bottom half just drops. <laughs> Great shot. <laughs> yeah, no, that was awesome. I liked watching, like, all the cow carcasses get sliced in half as it goes through. doesn't even lose speed. Yeah. <laughs> and they all, like, spark and stuff, too. Which is yeah. Because like, it's the bone, right? Yeah, but uh, then the pursuit goes to the rooftops again. Uh, we have Harrigan chasing after the Predator. Um, and the Predator even, like, hucks his giant uh, expandable spear or whatever at him. And goes right through one of the walls. Like, it uh, might have been an HVAC unit or something. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. As he's running. That's right. The Predator got uh, fucked up by the shotgun and stuff. But, yeah, as he's, like, running away, he's, like, taking a hit off the, like, it's, like, oxygen or something for him from his mask uh-huh. or whatever. And I was like, oh, it, do, can they not breathe oxygen? Or it's, I assume it's probably because he's taking a couple buckshot. But. It's it's probably like us, like we're in a pure oxygen environment. We got to kind of get a hit of some other stuff too. And so it's like home planet air mm-hmm. or something in there. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. he could survive in this air, but he, to be at, you know, maximum fortitude, he's uh, got to get a shot of home planet mix. Uh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking more like if you go into a fire, sure. If you stay low, you can breathe, but you'd like to have a hit of oxygen just to help you out. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, chase them down and like the angle ever like tackles them or something. And they both go off the edge of the roof like, oh shit. Woo-hoo-wee. And then they're, they're dangling there. The predator's totally dangling and dang lovers like hold onto his arm like, ah, no. How much does that predator weigh? Oh, didn't they say they're like 500 or 600 pounds or something? Yeah, yeah something like that. I still remember they weigh a heck of a lot more than a human. Yeah, especially Which with all means that Ruben, Yeah, that means Ruben Blades was wrong and... He could have put that guy up in the ceiling. So now Danny Glover becomes suspect number one. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so he's like hanging off the edge and he's like, ah, let go of me pussy face or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, ah, mean guy. Uh, but he sees the discus thing stuck into the wall, reaches for it as yeah. the predator's like 
dialing into his little forearm thing to set off his uh, self-destruct sequence. But then he grabs grabs the blade and Please. chops off his fucking arm. Ah! Splat. <laughs> oh, no, no, wait. I was right. As the predator's falling, he, like, grabs, like, one of the pipes or whatever and, like, swings yes. him into the apartment. That's Into right. the bathroom with the ropers? I don't know who those who that lady <laughs> yeah. is. Danny, there's someone in the bathroom. Oh, but she I want can't hear the, She can't hear the constant screaming that he does when he makes that blue gel to heal himself. I mean, that's yeah. hey, it's a long sequence. It takes blue a little flame. It's it takes forever for it to do, and he's making these massive loud roars, and she's just kind of approaching like she hasn't heard a thing. <laughs> Is that a cat in there? Maybe it's that deer I've been hearing about. Is that a Is cat that... there? Is that Poe? <laughs> Is that, that my daughter Poe? Poe cat? Is that you? Don't forget to wash your hands. <laughs> That's what the blue goo is for. It's hand sanitizer. Mix yeah. it in with some glass and then he, you know... Just... And then you rub it in a wound. Yeah, rub yeah. it in an open wound. That's how you seal it off. <laughs> That's guys, how you seal a wound, folks. Guys, in this time where our medical... <laughs> <laughs> our medical our... professionals are inundated. Yeah. Do it yourself. You Get do some yourself. blue flame. Some drywall. Yeah, yeah there's drywall or some spackle or something in Definitely there. Definitely some mirror. sort of caulking. Yeah. You got a mirror. Don't forget about the glass. He just crushed up everything he could find. Yep, and put it in that open wound. It'll hurt at first. But then you'll it be always. able to fight Danny Glover like you've always wanted. Yeah. It always stings a little bit when you put a medication on, but, uh, you know, tough it out. Yeah. A- and then walk and run run through the wall. And I love the way he ran out the door. You can actually see the cutout of the door. Yeah. In it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, he goes, I'm the police. And she goes, I don't think he gives a shit. <laughs> what, is, what movie is she in because she's not in this movie she's in the wrong movie oh yeah so they go you go uh, harrigan goes chasing him through the building but predator's just like plowing through walls and then we get an open elevator shaft that apparently he just dumped down into and harrigan's like oh shit well three days from retirement i might as well jumps in grabs the little uh i don't know the cord or whatever in the middle but then the elevator starts coming down. Whoa, whoa, hold the elevator! Hold the elevator! And he falls down. But he falls down right into the middle of the Predator ship. Yeah! Like, he didn't go through anything. Just just landed. Conveniently located just below the streets of Los Angeles. Like, there's no way you can get in there. But somehow he did. Without anybody noticing a rumble in the streets. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 also he, when he lands, he's like in a hallway, like like there's a roof over him, and so, or like a like a top part of the ship. Like, how did he get inside? He didn't crash through. No, no, he landed just outside, and then there was like a jetway that he could walk into. Really? Yeah, you can yeah. see it. It's it's a curve. It's a it looks like a it looks like a stupid cave door from the Lord of the Rings. But it's, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He fell in, like and then he walks away, inside. But... All right, well, there you go. <laughs> so he gets into the ship, and what what is on the walls? I mean, I know they're like huge fans of H.R. Geiger and all that, but what 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 are the the decorations and stuff on the wall? Like they they don't seem what? to be like buttons and levers or anything like that, but they're very ornate. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Must be part of yeah. their heritage. I, I, uh, is this a fashion? 
is this a decor show or is this a movie show? Because I didn't know I was supposed to come in here with some fashion sense. Okay, let's talk about feng their shui. feng shui. Yeah, yeah. Let's... Uh, let's talk about their fishnets. <laughs> oh, God, their fishnet stockings? Mm. Yeah, I mean, come on, girl. That's because they're like mutant. They're like mutant turtles. They evolved in the sewers. They're really crayfish that have evolved into this massive. The crabs that evolved, and they got they just grew in the net. Would it be that weird if a giant mutated rat was their leader? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. Harrigan's like walking around this place. Like, what? Where is he? Why is it? Why is there? Why is there a smoke machine going off in here? I don't know what this is. <laughs> right. But he uh, stumbles upon the trophy room, and we see the alien skull and a bunch of other like weird like dino and hippo skulls or something going on. It's and don't forget, <laughs> don't forget King Willie. Oh yeah, of course King Willie's there too. <laughs> oh yeah, where, where uh, where's Jerry Skull? Did he get dropped off? Or I don't think he used that as a. I think he just kind of used that to scare somebody and then he just tossed it away, which is. A waste of Bill Paxton. Yeah. Oh, I think he took it back to the uh, the slaughterhouse or whatever, and like set it down when he realized there were people mm, yeah, after probably. him. Yeah, probably. That's probably it. Oh, is it still strapped to his back? Because it was. Oh strapped shit! To that's his... right. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Hmm. Anyway. Well. Yeah. So uh, anyway, after admiring the trophy room, then the predator pops out. It pops out of nowhere and starts beating the crap out of him. And then there's a fight, and he's uh, Harrigan's got the disc thing, so he's like chopping at him and. Uh, basically, it just ends up gutting him, like gutting the predator right up the middle with the blade while it's making like all kinds of weird noises. Like, is it supposed to be like oscillating or something? Or I told spinning? you it's a circular saw. Oh, okay. I, I think it's vibrating. I think it's like one of those, like a vibro thing where it just kind of gets in there real nice and easy. It's like their Tom Turkey cutter. Just oh, <laughs> it, No, it's like the thing that, uh, that used to take casts off. Oh, yeah. bone saw. <laughs> you don't use a bone saw to take a cast off. You can. He's I not mean, wrong. You can use it to take a cast off. It's not the best way. <laughs> so yeah, he kills the predator. This is my favorite part. So he kills yeah. the predator in the smoke. Out of all of a sudden, an, another predator shows up. Well, yeah, then, it's a hunting party. Then another predator shows up, and then like nine predators show up, which means they all watch their buddy get killed by this guy. Yep. I, this predator, I think, is was the asshole of this group, and so <laughs> they're like, you know, fuck him, let him, let him fight with this thing, and we're not going to save him because you would think, as it got close, they would interfere and say, look, I know that you you didn't do a good job this time, you know, we'll live to hunt another day, but they're like, nope, this guy doesn't deserve it. Told you, shoot the deer from a distance, not take a Bowie <laughs> knife to it while it's still yeah. alive. Yeah, it's like it's like they're. A, they're innocent. They're the people that would videotape, or you take their cameras out, and someone's dying, and instead of helping them, just oh, this is gonna. Be, I'm gonna get so many likes from this. So speaking of Tiger King, no, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And then, and then of course, uh, Dan Glover's there, like, all right, who's next? <laughs> but yeah, they basically uh, take take the dead predator, carry him off, and. Uh, of course, the, the leader guy, the old leader, uh, I guess, to- just tosses him a pistol from 1715. And again, if there's a flaw, says, take it. <laughs> and then they all both walk away. Uh, uh, they all walk away their cloaking devices. And then the ship ship's like immediately taking off. Like, yeah, time to go. We've been Yeah, he would be incinerated before he got to the end. And then they do show him get 
the rocket take off and they see him get thrown forward, you know, several hundred feet instead of being burst into flames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the uh, exhaust or whatever is like catching up behind him, you almost expect it to be like Terminator 2, like the flesh burns off and the skeleton dissipates. But nope, nope, it doesn't happen. He just, uh, after they fly off, he just comes walking out of there. Uh, kind of looking like the ending of Volcano, where everybody's covered in ash and stuff. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, uh, of course, that that uh, chopper is Johnny on the spot right there with Adam Baldwin. Like, ah, oh, you let him get away. So then the uh, the cops show up like three seconds later, which is like, holy shit, response time, guys. <laughs> yeah, so Adam Baldwin was like, ah, oh, you let him get away. And they're like, don't worry. Don't worry, asshole. You'll get another chance. And then the Predator music starts at rising up. Roll credits. Ladies and gentlemen, Predator 2. Woo! Uh, so great. let me get this straight. From the fact that they give him a weapon from 1715, he thinks that they're going to be alive when they come back. Oh, they're always here, Craig. Always. So they are like space herpes. <laughs> yeah. yeah no no that's just like that confirms they've been here before they'll be here again and i don't yeah, think but... he's talking to that particular guy like like you're the one who'll get your chance more like your agency will get its chance i think he's a faceless drone <laughs> i hope someone kills adam baldwin in, in a movie like this Man, Greg, where's this hostility coming from? <laughs> so aggressive. I didn't want him to get killed in real life. I want him to get killed on screen, slowly, with a lot of blood. Lots of flaming. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> right, Craig, would you recommend this movie? Yes. Like I said, this is Excellent. if you if you eat around the crap, there's plenty of uh, good shepherd's pie there to nibble on. <laughs> Just nibbling away. How about you, babe? Oh, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, absolutely. This may... I don't know. The first Predator is pretty fucking incredible. We're, the but... the first one's up on a pedestal. It's perfect. Yeah. Of yeah, all the pe- Predator one. and Predator versus Alien sequels, is this and one of your favorites, Steve? I think so. I I mean, AVPs are you know kind of kind of can't be goofy goodness. Uh, Predators is pretty good. I've only seen it once though. Uh, yeah, I'd, we I'd... gotta watch that because I remember that one being my favorite. And I mean, the Predator had Thomas Jane, you know, good yeah. friend of the podcast. But yeah, I, I've definitely seen this one like second most. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can also listen to Matinee Heroes where we did Predator live at Comic Palooza with <gasps> our guest Ming Chen from Comic Book Men. Oh, and, shoot. And, and we recast it. We had audience people recast it, just walk up and say who they'd want to do. We had all kinds of good stuff. So you can listen to that at matineeheroes.com. Excellent, excellent. See, I and know how to plug once in a while. Woo! And you can follow them on Twitter at Matinee Heroes. <gasps> Look for the manatees. That's right. And uh, if I were looking for t-shirts with those manatees on them, where would I find those, Craig? Oh, don't talk to me about that today. Um, oh. Oh, the no. shop went. The shop literally went down this morning at 4.11. And we'll never forget. And I have been <laughs> working with my uh, hosting company to get them up. But I'm assuming since this is May, it's up and running. So you can go to matineeheroes.com slash store, and it'll take you to the store. We've got, let's see, we've got uh, Indiana Jones manatees. We've got Wonder Woman manatees. We've got a nice collage of manatees that include Terminator, uh, Seven Samurai, uh, Furiosa from Mad Max. We've got uh, the Mandalorian manatee with a baby seal Yoda. Uh, We've got all kinds of good stuff at matineeheroes.com slash store. Excellent. 
All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more beer, fun facts, and what we learn from Predator 2. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T. Heemcast. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. On also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hi, this is Johnny C. McGinley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. All the best. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding! Oh, she said it. Hmm. I'm a little punch, babe. I don't know about you. Mm, then you should grab one of those beers that's over next to you. Oh. Oh, hey, I do have a beer. Uh, let me grab my trusty beer utensil. My question uh, is, how is... many beers do you go through in a podcast? Two. Two. <laughs> and we, we share. So, you know. Yeah, it's not a beer apiece. We're splitting a beer. Yeah. Oh, okay. The pour is my half, and then he drinks from the bottler can. It, yeah. Okay, because, you know, by the end of the episode, I'm just trying to figure out how drunk you guys are. Not enough. Not uh, enough. <laughs> when we used to do the uh, uh, the full, full length commentaries, yeah. there were a couple of them we got pretty smashed because we just kept drinking. Yeah, I, I remember Fate of the Furious being what almost three hours long. So when we did the commentary for that one, we were what pretty was the drunk one the where end. we tapped the keg and drank like two and a half gallons of beer during? Oh, it? I believe that Jesus. was Devil's Advocate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we you just put the keg a, you between need two us. Gallons of beer for that. That's a lot. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this beer is from Cerveza Zolapez, Z-O-L-U-P-E-Z, Zolapez Beer Company, uh, here in Ogden, Utah. And this is the Zolapez IPA, a Mexican-style craft beer with lime peel and agave nectar. 5% alcohol by volume. And let me just pop my top here. Oh, your top! Ooh, shit. Oh, oh, it's foamy. See? Oh, Steve, what suck is that this, head. Suck that what head. What is all this talk about shit and uh, chests and, and tops? <laughs> 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 so funny. <laughs> See, it happens. 
Craig, you're so funny. No. So, so, so much chest poop talk in this episode. I know. <laughs> hey, Steve, keep an eye at the kit on the kitten at your feet, because she really wants to fuck with those cords. Of course she does. And she's using she... trash as an excuse. Just remember, somebody out there is thinking there's not enough shit on chest talking going on in this episode. It's true. <laughs> when do we get to the shit talking? <laughs> when, when do we do the danka pooping? When is the scheißensprecken? Scheißensprecken, unzava. Shout out to Ruben. Woo! No, no, I'm sorry. I apologize. Don't worry, I've asked our friend Ruben. He's not into that stuff. <laughs> He's like the only guy out there who can kick your ass, Steve. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, this beer. This I mean, beer. This is hoppier than I was expecting. This is delightful. It's definitely an IPA. I think they yeah. put the wrong label on this. No, uh, sorry. Oh, they they an, do have oh, the okay. IPA on there. I just didn't see it before. But yeah, with the lime peel and agave nectar, it's... Yeah. Ooh, for it, but yeah, yeah, it's got nice hop notes and stuff to it too. Just kind of, mm-hmm. kind of citrusy. It's got some, yeah, some pininess, some citru- citrusiness. Got a nice multi backbone. This is delicious. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, would you happen to have fun facts? Super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. You're in luck. I do. Hooray! All right. Rotten Tomatoes. <gasps> Craig, what do you think the critics thought of Predator Two? Oh, the critics. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say 62. I'm going to say they missed the boat on the first one, and they have to make it up with this one. So I'm going to say 75. 29%. Oh, that's a wrong number. You're right. But the audience score, 44%. That's surprisingly low, low. too. Yes, it is. This movie's great. (laughs) Well... Let's be honest. When when Rotten Tomatoes came out, this movie had been already out for ten years, and there'd already been other things. So maybe in the the canon of Predator movies, that's the problem. Maybe maybe that's influencing it. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Because uh, if you yeah. if you had seen this movie in order, you'd be like, "Yes, this is good. This is great." And then every once in a while, I'd be like, "Oh, okay." But no, I yeah, this one's this one's fun. I think they were just racist. Yep, that's it. They, that's they, the only thing. They're trying to hold down that uh, Jamaican voodoo posse. By the way, we didn't talk about how uh, Busey's whole team all looked like clones of each other. Oh, yeah, that was kind of weird. I like, did say Mini-Me when Adam, Adam Baldwin came in, because they all looked alike. Like, yeah. he has a type. Yeah, like the, the two or three guys that bring in Harrigan and stuff, it's like, wait, are, are those guys twins? What, what's going on here? <laughs> he just likes all his boys to have a certain look. Young, nubile, hairless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, thirty-five million dollar budget, worldwide gross, fifty-seven million. So not quite a hit. That's probably why no, Predator uh, Three. Yeah, let's, let's also let's think of nineteen ninety-two though. I think it was pretty good. Almost, well, you, almost doubled its budget. Yeah, back, almost, almost. Back, yeah. back then, that was good. Okay. Well, yeah, I say almost. It wasn't a huge, like, I feel like the first one was like $300 million or something like that to grow. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This was not a massive hit, but I mean, it didn't do badly. It made it, like I said, it made its money and it made it allow them to have a third one. There you go. Uh, Also, this was the first film to be given the newly instituted NC-17 rating in the U.S. for its graphic violence before it was recut to its final theatrical length. Uh, the scenes deleted from the final cut of the film <clears throat> included a subplot involving Leona's pregnancy. Okay, so how was that NC seventeen? I I I I assume we saw the baby being made. 
<laughs> I always uh, thought it was Immaculate Conception. I know we gave credit to Danny, but we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just it. Maybe, maybe it was Harrigan. But uh, yeah, and then also the chase sequence where Danny Glover takes the Predator all the way to the slaughterhouse district was extensively longer. Uh, gore and mutilations in all of the murders the Predator had done, including Bill Paxton's in the tunnel. Yeah, so I guess probably it wasn't as strobe light. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought it was going to be they had at one point they had a human being that's when the the Colombian guy was getting killed by the Jamaican they had him hanging up by his feet and he was real and then halfway through they switched to an obvious dummy yeah and and I thought they were going to have some penis thing and I thought that would be why be NC17 <laughs> well if you can have penis in ghost story you can have penis in predator too <laughs> yeah but you can't have erect penis oh you have, yeah. you have to have floppy penis well, yeah, yeah, good old flaccid. Oh, yeah, maybe that's maybe the uh, the sex scene in the high rise was uh, extensively longer. If you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Uh, this was also the first film Gary Busey made after his nearly fatal motorcycle accident. Really, this is post motorcycle. Yeah, and then Point Break was right after this. So yeah, I thought his Gary motorcycle accident injury. was later. Maybe affecting his behavior. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I could have sworn this was at a pre-motorcycle because he seemed to have most of his faculties oh, yeah, notice his scenes were short that's also true yeah he, he just kind of popped in a couple scenes really alright yeah, this, this is IMDB facts uh, may or may not be true <laughs> no what that mean we know the exact date of his accident so it's not like they can just kind of guess oh uh hold on no no I'm sure it's right I'm just it just seems odd that I thought especially the way he acts now versus the way he did then <laughs> he was handling it uh, uh, pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I was very impressed. Now that I know that he had a major brain trauma right before this, it's it's quite impressive. Uh, the the filming of the alley scene was very troublesome for the filmmakers. Uh, alley scene, I guess, where he's meeting uh, King Willie. Uh, due to the rough neighborhood, the alley was littered <laughs> with garbage, most of which was used in the film and plagued with large rats. Local residences angered by the noise created by the film crew would throw bottles and paper bags filled with feces from the windows at the crew. Uh, <laughs> worst of all, the film crew found a dead body hidden <gasps> among the garbage. They just couldn't, they couldn't like get that shot at a studio. They had I to guess. go there. No, no yeah. then they used that later on in another scene. <laughs> for King Willie? <laughs> Maybe for the guy hanging upside down. I don't know. I didn't see the dead body. Oh, yeah, 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 true, true. <laughs> Ain't no use to this guy now. <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I wonder where in Los Angeles that was made. I, I would assume like downtown, because like that's where most of the high rises and stuff are, right? Like downtown, well, yes, kind of by Skid Row or whatever. Yeah, but you have to realize that just because there's high rises and certain things, when they actually do the alley scene, I mean, that that could be a two-story building as long as they're close enough together. Oh, yeah, a low angle shot, like four or five stories. Yeah, At night, tall. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out where what neighborhood that be, because I know that Compton, Compton would be, it's fine during the day, but they were filming at night and uh, it was like oh it was they were you know so there were people like you got to get out of here we got to get out of here quick it was shot on location in Reseda. <laughs> okay <laughs> no uh, and director stephen hopkins was given the task of directing predator 2 after greatly impressing the studio when directing a nightmare on elm street 5 the dream child 
He had been given just four weeks to shoot and a further four weeks to edit the film. Oh, Jesus. This meant that he had to uh, shoot on one stage while the crew dressed the other, allowing them to shoot almost continually. Jeez. Damn. Yeah, like a TV show almost. Yeah, damn. That's impressive, especially with all the, uh, I mean, all the special effects shots, all the like little explosions and makeup effects and stuff, like with the bodies and stuff. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, time has come. What did we learn from Predator 2? Uh, Craig, as our guest, would you like to go first? No. How about you, Izzy? No. <laughs> well, you asked. I was like, no, I, yeah, sure. Uh, what did I learn? I learned that I really miss Bill Paxton. But I didn't really learn that. I, I relearned. Because every time I see Bill Paxton in a movie... Now, I forget how good he is or was. Uh, so there's that to get sad on you. But I also, you know, forgot how much fun these dumb 90s movies were, these action movies were. So, yeah, I, it was more of a existential learning. I learned, I relearned how much I miss Bill Paxton is the key. He learned to Aww. love again. Uh, <laughs> never stopped loving. <laughs> Especially you, Steve. Oh, Greg. Uh, babe, how about you? I, I'm sorry, Izzy. How about you? Sorry, Craig. I didn't mean to ask you again. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I already gave you two. I just answered. Do you guys still hear me? <laughs> I learned apparently predators can speak. Yeah, or at least mimic pretty good. Motherfucker, <laughs> take it. <laughs> uh, I learned the predators are also Highlanders because they get the yep. quickening from time to yeah. time. Yeah. And they uh, rip the spinal columns out of their enemies. <laughs> ah! So much quickening. Ah! <laughs> Never stop quickening. Uh, I also, I also learned uh, they have to take hits from their uh, their home world every once in a while. I learned that you just mix a little uh, Purell and some cock, and you can seal up any wound. Whoa! What? <laughs> That's a lesson I didn't oh, see cock. in this movie. But like C A U L K. cock. You go cocking. Yeah, cocking Purell and shoving yeah, in an but... open wound. <laughs> you, <laughs> you've got to, don't forget, you have to put some drywall and some shattered mirror in there. You just can't. Oh, yeah, that too. Because if you just smear Purell and cock together, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. <laughs> People do that every day. Yeah, that's, that's, right. that's called I'm out of lube. I need something. <laughs> You're trying to avoid that Rona. you got to get that cock out. Oh, don't want that Rona. Steve. <laughs> If I wanted to avoid that Rona, what would I do? If you don't want that Rona, keep your broke ass home. <laughs> it's a PSA for everything I learned from movies. Well, Craig, thank you for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast. I do. It's called MattandTheHeroes.com, which you guys have been on before. You, I believe you guys are coming on very soon to do They Live. Spoiler alert, because I'm supposed to tell you on Monday. Um, <laughs> and at this point, uh, I don't know. I think it's May. Alan is supposed to be back for most of the episodes in May. So Alan has returned. He's been on hiatus, but Corona has made sure that he is home and he has no excuse not to come on. And I believe he just got bored. So he wants Wait. to come back on the podcast. So matinaheroes.com, guest hosts we still have from time to time, but now they're just going to be converted back to guests. So now you're stizzy. The guests, instead Ooh. of having to figure out which one of you is going to host and which one of you are going to guest and which one of you are going to forget about who's the host and who's the guest. 
You know what? I'm okay with that because it's less prep on our end. Absolutely. Did, did you guys have... do prep? Steve I mean, does prep. Sometimes. Steve <laughs> for my... always has notes. For my podcast? Yeah. yeah it's usually the, the day before when you send us the cast to, to you know, to, to recast right. or whatever. And it's like, oh shit, yeah, we should probably watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, that's that's fantastic. That's, we always you're... watch the movie. That's prep. There you go. <laughs> and that's the bare minimum you could do, and I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> Babe, are you on social media? I am, but first, I just want to let Craig know that uh, I know you think we're those like ninety-five percenters who just won't give you a hundred percent, but really, we're seventy-five percenters giving you an extra twenty percent. Oh, I, I, you were being generous because I was thinking you were both doing 50% each. Well, yeah, c- combined, we're giving you 95%. Yes, combined yeah. together, Stizzy, like a Voltron, combines and becomes maybe more like the Wonder Twins, where one is a hawk and the other one's a bucket of water, but together you work together. I'm the bucket of water, I know. <laughs> So yeah, social media. Oh, social media. You can find me at Untidy <laughs> Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Etsy.com and really on all the social media platforms. Steve, what if I was going to find you somewhere? Oh well, you can find us at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from <gasps> movies on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, I mean, you're listening to us right now, so you you hopefully <laughs> know. Uh, maybe tell a friend. That'd be cool too. Um, babe, hypothetically speaking. <laughs> Let's say my trophy room is unique, mm-hmm. uh, but with this uniqueness, it smells pretty ripe sometimes, especially when, uh, you know, I, I lost an arm and had to spatchcock it with some, uh, <laughs> <laughs> cock it up with some uh, Purell and glass. Spatchcocks when yeah, you fillet right. a bird open. Well, that's how I got the skull out of it. Uh... I spatchcocked Jerry, pulled his skull out. I thought you were talking about your arm. I'm yeah, so anyway. confused. <laughs> That's why I got confused. No. I, I, you know, if I wanted to be less confused over this long ass story, yeah, that, that would be great. I would head over to frankieandmer.com and get some of the study buddy and get the mind of a ninja. It's aromatherapy made fun. All right, that's study ninja at frankieandmer.com. Oh, okay, okay. Study get buddy. Get the mind of a ninja. It's got peppermint and citrus. Super light, fresh, absolutely wonderful. And if you want to save 15%, you could go ahead and use promo code VENUS, like the goddess. And orders over $35 ship free. Anytime I think of ninja, peppermint and citrus overwhelm me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Help so, you with that sharp focus. So what you're saying is if I use that code VENUS... I can save money and they'll send it to me. Yeah. I don't know if you know. No, this. no, no, no. They won't. I don't de- want that Rona, <laughs> so I'll keep my broke ass home. You'll save money, but you don't. They won't send it to you. Or they'll send it to you, but you won't save money. You got to no, pick one. You can do both. You it's can do a very both. Sophie's choice. No, you can do both, Craig. What? That's what I'm I don't saying. believe you, can, you. That's not you how. It, that's not how it works in this post-Corona lifestyle. No, it still works that way over at FrankieandMur.com. I guess the real Frankie question loves is. You. I guess the real question is, is will they take my baby tigers as currency? Ooh, you may have to contact the owners, but I'm not going to say no. <laughs> that, that sounds like a chat discussion right there. <laughs> having, having met the owners, that's not a no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got land out in Ohio now. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right outside of Zanesville. <laughs> All right. Well, thank 
<laughs> Pose says good night. All right. Well, on that note, uh, I'm Steve. What was that? No, no. You go. What was that? I need to know these things because this is like the beginning of a murder mystery where, like, I'm on a podcast. I heard noise. <laughs> everything right. goes silent, and then dun dun, the show right. starts. We have a couple tiger cubs now. Uh, <laughs> they are rougher than they usually are. Uh, they must be re- reaching that six week stage. Is that They're what you got your stimulus money with? Yeah, 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 that's one. <laughs> no, Poe went head first into a plastic box. Because he's, she's smart. She's, she is the smart one. The other one's the dum-dum. I love you, Cameron, but you're a dum-dum. So I guess the question is, I'm going to have this one, because, man, I always have so many questions with you guys. I mean, <laughs> we live um, a good life. We have layers. <laughs> you guys are onions. What happens, what, what happens if you leave the animals outside of the room you record in? Uh, they would paw at the door continuously. Does that make noise? Absolutely. <laughs> Can you put a towel in front of it or something? I like, I mean, the only thing I could think of was like lock them in the upstairs bathroom. I, I think Craig is suggesting we get rid of our co-hosts. No, I love my co-hosts. <laughs> They're my furry, destructive <laughs> demons. I, I'm sorry, Craig. We have to stand firm. We will not no. get rid of a co-host like you did. <laughs> Just because my co-hosts like me <laughs> and make noise, we're not going to get rid of Alan. <laughs> Alan, you're welcome on our podcast anytime. We'll talk about whatever bad movies you want. Just because keep shitting. English patient or he refuses to come on. That's why it's always me. Yeah, exactly. He, just because he keeps shitting next to the litter box instead of into the litter box, we're still not getting rid of him. Yeah, I can't get Alan to be on my own po- his own podcast. <laughs> never mind yours. <laughs> and when Craig said we're like onions, it's because every time he's around us, we just make him cry. <laughs> That's right. It also was the fashion of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Old onion belt, they used to call me. <laughs> Back in 19 diggity two, because Kaiser stole the word 20. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And I'm Craig. I still think I am. Am I not? <laughs> you are. Yes, I am. I, hey, I've been trapped just like you guys have been uh, for weeks now, and... I'm actually doing fine, and it's starting to scare me. What the fuck is with these cats? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're trying to impress Craig. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even hear him. No. <laughs> I'm, have you fed them lately? Because I'm afraid that one day I'm going to have a, something scheduled with you guys, and you just will never pick up again, and I'll be reading you know, from the uh, Salt Lake Tribune. Two young, uh, a, a young couple found on a long mountainside eaten by their cats. Oh, he thinks we're young. Oh, so cute. Oh, well, yeah. no, they they're they're just excited. It's around eight o'clock. It's after eight o'clock. They haven't gotten to do their howling. Apparently, that's a thing now. You go howling. to you go howling oh, yeah. at eight o'clock. We had a eighteen-year-old cat, and that's all he did the last three years was that he'd wait until it was like two, three o'clock in the morning, and then just wander around like an old person looking for their glasses. So you have to be like that. Pickles. <laughs> huh? uh, oh, and this is everything I learned from movies. Sorry, forgot night, to record everybody. that part. Have a good night, everybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, Craig, isn't it weird when like we're not having trouble staying home and everybody else is? I am so. I mean, it's like people that I know and res- used to respect and <laughs> like. And it's like it started like two weeks ago, so it's not even like yes. it's, they've been trapped for three weeks. It's like no, like day four they were like eating their own young and talking about how they were trapped. And it's like, come yes. on, folks, wait until at least May. 